Welcome to the Upper Room Community Church Podcast. Wherever you are in your journey, we hope that this message will help you grow in your faith and provide practical ways to strengthen your relationships. To find out more, visit us at upperroom.ca. But we are in this All Together series, yes, where we do a multi-dimensional, interactive, multi-generational approach to our speaking. And so that's why you see all these kids in here, and it's going to be a fun time. We're also in week three, I believe, of a series called What I Learned at the Movies, where we're talking about some of the most popular movies um, in the day, and we are highlighting God's truth as illuminated in them, because even though these movies are not Christian movies, we believe what God says in his word in Romans 1, that his invisible powers and attributes can be seen in things that are made. And so even though the producers of Toy Story and The Greatest Showman and The Lion King and today The Avengers, woo, probably didn't make these movies to glorify God, they still can do so. So we're going to highlight some of God's truth that we find in popular entertainment culture. Um, and part of our hope with this series as well, I think Dave has mentioned this and others throughout this series, but part of our hope as well, I'm just going to hold this thing because it's going to be annoying. Um, part of our hope for this series as well is that we would actually be teaching you through this series how you can take something in popular culture and link it to something spiritual and maybe even start spiritual conversations with people around you. Um, so through this movie, this is actually exactly kind of what happened to me. My husband is a huge fan of all things comics. He loves especially the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so we own, I'm pretty sure, every movie made and released by Marvel in the last 10 years, maybe even longer, just got Endgame and some other one that I forget his name. Um, and Endgame is the movie actually that we're going to talk about today. So naturally, because my husband is such a big fan, I am also. And we went to see this movie in the first week it released. Now, we're not so crazy, and I'm sorry if you are, to go see it on opening weekend because we don't like all the people around us all the time. We like, you know, a little bit of a sparser theater, but we did go see it in the first week. And we're sitting there. I want you to picture this. We're sitting there. And as in every superhero movie, there's some spoilers in this sermon. I'm really sorry. If you haven't seen it, then either you're not a hard, hardcore fan and you don't care, and in that way, it actually won't spoil it. And if you are a hardcore fan, I just say, what? What's wrong with you? Then why haven't you seen it yet? So I'm sorry. There might be some spoilers. But anyways, we're sitting in the theater, and as a, every good superhero movie has, there's an epic battle going on of good versus evil. And the main character, uh, Captain Mar Captain America is fighting against this evil guy named Thanos, and he is like the worst. He has destroyed half of all life on Earth at this point and thinks that he is like somehow doing something compassionate by destroying half of the life in the whole universe. It's not even just on Earth. And so um, Captain America and some of his friends who are still left, the ones that weren't destroyed by Thanos, are fighting against Thanos, trying to get the world back to the way it was, to put things right. But the thing is, is that Thanos is a pretty tough guy. And so at this point in the movie, Captain America is like pretty beat up. He's just been pummeled by Thanos. He's on the ground. His face is dirty. Even his amazing shield made of the strongest metal on earth called vibranium is broken. But Captain America does not give up. So he is beaten down, but he stands up He's got like this fierce look in his eyes. 
he tightens his shield. Okay. So that scene is happening. We're in the theater. My husband and I, we're sitting there. There's like teenagers squawking. Uh, uh, they're kind of annoying saying all these things about the movie. Uh, they think they'd seen it before. But anyways, we were sitting there. There's like teenagers talking behind us. They're all like, oh my goodness. And I am sitting there crying. Because this is what happened in that moment. Halfway through that scene, when the first kind of circle of light comes and some of Captain America's friends come out, the Lord put a thought in my head. He said, Kate, you know, there's times in your life when you kind of feel like Cap. You are just weary from the battle, and you feel alone, and you're like, I don't know if I will ever overcome this. And then I send this army behind you to fight the battle with you. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I did not expect ever to cry in a Marvel movie. Now, lots of people cried in this particular movie, not necessarily at this scene for other reasons. I won't spoil that part for you. But I never expected I would cry in a Marvel movie, but I did because the Lord spoke a truth to me through this movie, saying, Kate, in battles, when you're fighting, there are people who can come around you and fight with you. So A, you feel like you're not alone, but B, you will experience victory because spoiler alert, not that it's really because this is the end of every almost superhero movie, the good guys win. And I don't know if you know this, but in our lives, we may never fight a guy named Thanos, and I hope not because he's not actually real. Don't worry, he won't come after you. But we fight battles all the time. And I wanted to kind of not do a trivia, but see if you could identify through pictures some of the battles, you know, you and I might face every single day all the time. So a picture is going to be on the screen, and I want you to shout out if you think you know what type of battle it might be, okay? Let's go. First one. What do you think kind of battle is this? Sibling rivalry, yes. I just chose the kids because there's kids in the audience, but... This represents relational battles, battles we might face against people. You know, someone makes us mad. We argue with our sibling or our parents. Someone may be bullying you at school. Your boss at work just won't let off you. There's relational battles we fight all the time where we come into disagreement with someone else and we feel like, ugh. And mostly it's through emotions and words, but sometimes it does get down to fist fights. I hope not, you know. But that's one type of battle we might face. Here's another type. What do you think this one is? Yes, temptation, I heard it. Side note, you know what's really sad? Don't Google temptation, first of all. Not fun things come up, but what did come up more, like half of the time was just food. And I'm like, God, like world, if food is the worst thing you are tempted by, you're doing okay. Because there are much, much, much deeper temptations. But we face temptation all the time. It could be as small seemingly as, yeah, staring at a birthday cake. You want to eat it before it's dessert time. And it's not even your birthday. Or it might be my thing as a kid all the time was mom said two cookies after school snack. And I always took three. Mom didn't like that very much. But yours might be to other things. Um, it might be to lie or to steal, to be, you know, subtly dishonest or deceitful. It might be to put other people down and make yourself look better. 
Um, it might be to use your passions or your desires in ungodly ways. We face temptation all the time. It is a battle we face every single day. And then here's one more. What do you think this one might be? Yes, sadness. So we don't often think about this as a battle, but it definitely is. Just hard times in life when we feel like stuff is just keeps coming against us. The snowball just keeps getting bigger and it's going to run us over. There are hard things in life that we deal with all the time that we feel like we have to fight against. For me in my life, I've struggled with all of these. This is also not an exhaustive list. There's many more things, battles we fight all the time. But for me, this particular one was probably the biggest battle I fought in my life. Because for 17 years, I struggled with depression since the age of 12 till I was 29. I just got free from it almost two years ago. Praise the Lord. And it was a battle I fought all the time. But what's interesting is that the Lord in the scriptures is very clear that these things, these physical realities we face, whether it's people or stuff or circumstances, are not the real battle we are facing. In fact, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who we read one of his books, Philippians, I'm going to point to a passage in Ephesians. He says this in chapter 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul says that person you're arguing with, that thing you're tempted with, that situation that is getting you down, those are not actually the real issue. They are presenting problem of a much deeper battle, which is always spiritual. So when you're fighting with a person, it's not about gaining the upper hand or advantage over the person. The battle is truly, who are you while you're having this argument? Can you still be a person of compassion and humility and love, even when in a disagreement with someone else? It's an inner battle. It's a battle for your heart and your soul and your mind. Even in hard times, the battle is not, will I overcome this situation? Will my situation change? But actually, can I continue to hope and trust in God, even amidst the difficulties of life? And Paul says that there is um, an armor that he has given us. And he outlines this whole armor in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Um, so it's going to be on the screen for you. I think next, yes. But the part I really want to focus on is not so much the defensive armor. If you want to learn about the armor of God, there are so many amazing studies about it online. My particular favorite is one we did with the women of this church a couple summers ago called the Armor of God haha, by Priscilla Shire. It's made for women, but honestly, guys, I think you would get stuff out of it too. It is incredible. And she highlights in this study that there is one piece of the Armor of God that is not defensive. It's actually a weapon. So can any of you put up your hand if you can find it in there? Yes, what is it? A sword. It is called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It is the only piece of armor that Paul actually tells us what it is. It is the word of God. And so when we're talking about spiritual battles, our God has given us a weapon. 
And it is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then Paul also writes this. He says, So, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You guys, God has given us a secret weapon that has been divinely authorized by God himself. This is like a quote from Priscilla Shire's study to stop the devil in his tracks. And that weapon is prayer. But not just any type of prayer. It is praying the word of God out loud over ourselves, over our kids, over our schools, over our jobs, over our nation. We aren't meant just to, you know, read the Bible and, oh, that was a nice story. What did I learn from it today? Or to say, Jesus, please bless this food. Help me to have a good sleep. We are meant to use prayer in that way and the Bible in that way for sure, but also as a weapon. We are meant to be fierce warriors in a battle. And spoiler alert, in the spiritual battle in particular, Jesus wins. He does. He won the victory on the cross for us. He lived and he died and he rose again to defeat sin and defeat death. He has won the spiritual battle for us. So we need to walk in that and pray like that. So what I want to recommend to you to do today then is a few things. The first is to pray like you're actually in a battle. Pray like you're in a battle. You know, if you um, watch any of these Avengers movies, which parents, there's like awesome websites you can look at. One is called Kids in Mind. The other is called Plugged In if you want to discern if your child might be ready to watch this with you or not. But if you watch these movies, especially, you know, when you watch Captain America, do they, you know, when they're fighting in a battle, just go, ah, and then put their sword down and be like, okay, I won. Do they do that? No. What do they do? They fight and fight and fight until they have won or they have lost, right? They don't give up. But oftentimes, church, in prayer, we live in an instant culture, instant oatmeal, instant, I even heard a guy preach about instant bacon, instant everything, Instagram, instant photos. And so we, I think, have come to believe that prayer should be an instant thing. I prayed about it once. Is it happening? I don't think that's actually what God is saying. He says, pray with perseverance on all occasions and pray in the spirit. Our prayer is meant to be like a battle and we are not supposed to put that weapon down of praying the word of God until we have won a victory that Jesus promised us. And so I noticed this in my life when I was struggling with depression. Yeah, I, try, I prayed about it all the time when I was a teenager. Um, but I never, I don't think I ever prayed the word of God, his truth over my life. And I didn't pray with perseverance. I prayed out of desperation a lot of the time. And actually two years ago when I started to pray, even when I wasn't feeling depressed and when I was having a good day, I would pray all the time, God, please release me from this. It is, it is inhibiting my ability to be a good minister in your kingdom. Please, please, please. And I'm not saying that if you're 
depressed, it will inhibit your ability to minister to God. Actually, the only reason I'm a pastor is because I spent 17 years depressed, and so I want to help youth who are the same as me. Um, so that's not what I'm saying at all. But I just, I was like, God, I've had enough. It's time. I've learned my lessons. I want freedom from this. And when I started to pray diligently with perseverance and pray God's truth over my life, I started to see movement. So pray like you're in a battle. Don't give up. Keep persevering. I actually heard a guy preach a sermon on this passage um, that, where Jesus says, you know, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And he said, did you know that um, Jesus isn't saying you need to have this gigantic faith to move a mountain? You don't need more faith. You can have a faith like this big. He said, the word that actually Jesus says for as little as um, is better translated. And I looked this up to double check to make sure I'm not just saying hoo-ha. But um, it actually is briefly. So it's the brevity of your faith. It's the shortness of your faith that is making you not able to move mountains. So basically what he's saying is if you persevere, if you press in, if you pray, if you keep fighting the battle and it's God's will for your life, you will experience victory and breakthrough. Kids, I feel like you can teach your parents so much in this area because you guys so often will pray and pray and pray. And you'll pray prayers that like sometimes us adults would never think to pray. We're like, that couldn't happen. You're like, why not? So encourage your parents to pray with you. And parents, encourage your kids to pray with you. My second recommendation is not just to pray like you're in a battle, but pray like you're going to win. Pray like God has already won the battle because he has and he will continue to. I need to win the battle against this mic thing. <laughs> and then my third recommendation is build your prayer army. So kids, in your bags, you got um, a sheet that actually has a little diagram on it. In the middle is a box where it says you, and then around it is five empty boxes where you can fill in names of people who you want to pray for you and who you can pray for. And that is the army you can build, people that you want to declare God's truth over, that you're going to read maybe a verse in the Bible that talks about how um, God is a good father. He's our comforter. And you can pray that over a friend maybe who is sick or who um, is having trouble trusting God or maybe doesn't even know God yet. You can build your prayer army. So in order to do these things, I want us all to take kind of a one-week challenge um, and do a couple of things together. So the first one is know your enemy because we forget all the time that our battle is not this, it's this. Our battle isn't against the stuff that's right in front of us. It's truly always deeper. It's always, there's always a spiritual element. And so can you actually make something like a small token or for me, I tend to put like a, a Bible verse or a reminder on my phone or on my mirror at home, something that will remind you this week that the battle is spiritual. That there is something deeper going on. Second, build your army. I already said this, but it's worth saying again. Ask people around you to pray for you. If you are facing a particular battle right now and you are just not seeing movement, ask God's army to pray for you. 
because like, and I'm gonna cry, but this, like literally that scene from the Avengers will happen. All these people will come around you and fight with you. And when I started to ask, I never wanted to tell people when I was struggling with my depression because it's kind of, you feel really ashamed about it when you're a pastor and you're supposed to be like the joy of the Lord, but you don't actually feel it. But when I finally started to trust my friends with my battle and ask them to pray for me, and when I went to prayer ministry appointments with Kathy and Lori, and that's when I started to experience even more breakthrough than just praying on my own. So build your army. Are there friends around you who can pray for you? As a family, kids, parents, challenge you to pray together every day for the rest of the week. There's actually a little, um, on your other sheet in your bag, kids, there's like a little thing with check marks from Monday to Sunday, and you can check off. We prayed in the morning, we prayed in the evening. And, you know, use that as a visual reminder to build your prayer army. Then next is don't um, get into battle. So know your enemy, build your army, and then once you got that, get in battle. Start praying. Challenge yourself to do it. So even parents, I didn't give you a little checkoff sheet and adults, young adults, unmarried, singles, elderly, all of y'all, teenagers. I didn't give you a sheet, but you can be challenged to pray every day this week about a particular battle. And then after the week is done, come back and see, has there been any change? And if there hasn't, keep going. Do another week and another week and another week until something shifts. For me, it took two years. <laughs> two years of diligent praying for me to be able to stand here and say, I have definitely won the battle over depression. Yeah. I, do I still struggle with sadness and hard stuff sometimes? Yes, but it is not a chronic everyday thing. Most days I wake up happy. It is amazing. And then the last thing is don't give up. So because this is about perseverance, it's about the long run, don't give up. Don't stop praying. Trust that God loves you and he wants you to overcome the spiritual battle. He wants himself to win. And so don't give up. And the last thing I want to say is, you know, there are times, I know some of you will have this uh, thought that you're like, okay, well, I have been praying for a really long time. You know, maybe it's for someone in your life who um, isn't following Jesus yet. And you've been praying for them for like 20 years maybe. And you're just like, I'm like, I, I kind of want to give up. It's been a long time. The encouragement I want to give to you is not only that in, if you want to use this Avengers scene as our analogy, not only can the church come around you, but actually the scriptures say that God will command his angels concerning you. That, the, that God will fight your battles too. And so if you are weary and you're on the cusp of wanting to give up, ask God to send his armies of heaven to help you. Because he will. Because he loves you. And he wants spiritual victory to happen in your life. I'm not saying everything will change and be all hunky-dory all the time, but in, he will transform your life if you ask him to. That's really the goal of the spiritual battle, is that you would be transformed, and by extension, the people around you and the world around you. So pray for that in your lives. Because, guys, every time we pray, we are taking back territory that Satan has stolen from us. 
Every time we pray, things shift. Every time we pray, love is shown. And when we pray together, war is waged. An army assembles and battles can be won in Jesus' name. So, my mighty Christian warriors, let's assemble. Let me pray for you. I'm going to cry while I'm praying, man. (laughs) Jesus, um, just thank you that I can only preach this message because of who you are and what you've done for us. That if you were not real, if you were not here, if you had not died on the cross, if you had not shown us personal victory in your own life, I could not preach this sermon. So thank you that your life and your death and your resurrection is a testimony to this truth that Paul wrote about in the book of Ephesians. And I pray, Holy Spirit, would you remind us every day this week and every day going forward that our battle is spiritual. And I pray that you would give us the hope and the perseverance to keep pressing in, to keep calling on you, to keep inviting your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Would you give us um, the hope to see that victory can be won? And would you give us also the stamina to step in and pray for other people? Would you help us to join other people's prayer armies and pray on their behalf? In your name we pray. Amen.